Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we've listened to, and we give you our song of the week. Uh, that leads into the final part where we talk about music, new music that's come out and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler, mm. and we're out there hundreds of miles away is Jeff. Ugh. And while you're listening, go to Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, subscribe to us, tell all your friends, and uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We even have a TikTok now, so get into that. Discord server, we got that. Let us know. If you want to join it, let us know. We'll send you the link. And the last thing, we have a phone number. You can call us, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. Now that all of that boring stuff is out of the way, let's get right into our Fearless Beer Review. What do you got, Jeff? Go! Hi. <laughs> I just read Raul's review of my beer, and they made me oh. chuckle pretty good. <laughs> I was wondering what you were laughing about. I have, uh, I, I, I have a Corona today, but not just any Corona. I have a Corona Familiar, so I got the 32-ouncer. Oh. got okay. a big boy. You got a big boy. That is a big beer, yeah. It's a little bit, uh, little bit, little bit darker, a little bit better. Actually, a lot of it better than a normal, a normal Corona. And yeah. this, is, this, is, this is the 32-ounce, like I said, but I realized in Mexico they have a 40-ouncer or whatever they stupid system of measurement the rest of the world uses that the, me- ours. the metric system dumb system is what i call it um <laughs> they have a 40 ouncer in mexico and so uh <laughs> it's it's uh it's a lot 32 ounces is a lot yeah that is a lot of beer that's what i got i'm drinking straight from the bottle today too i'm not no fucking glass nothing oh man yeah you don't give a fuck listen hey. to mash limes in there as i go <laughs> all right um i have a uh a brewery from my favorite, uh, a beer from my favorite brewery called The Shoots. The Shoots Brewery up in Bend, Oregon. Uh, this is a new one I've never seen. I've never had it, obviously, because I've never seen it. Uh, it's called Hazetron Imperial Hazy IPA. It's 8%. It says that it's radically juicy, <laughs> experimentally hopped, freshly squeezed. No fruit was harmed in the making of this beer. So there you go. That's funny. I like this I like this label, too. It's very, uh, like, Tron. It is, it's Tron looking. It's very cool. I like it. What's it called? I like it a lot. It's called Haze Tron. Oh, yeah. Tron making. It's called Haze Tron. Yeah. Sure. Because it's called Haze Tron. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So I'm ready to, to try this. I'm ready to get the, the show on the road. So Got my ready? cracked open. Yizzer. Here we go. All right. What do you think of your Corona Familiar? I like this. I, I, I like I like the Familiar series of Coronas. I think they're, they're a little bit thicker, a little bit maltier. And um, they're not... They're not skunky like at all like a normal corona is i mean this mm-hmm. isn't like the best thing i've ever had and and i'm still going to buy corona lights more than i would this because i can i can crush like 15 corona lights in a day but i can only drink a couple of these because they're <laughs> a lot thicker a lot heavier but this is uh this is good this is a novelty this is like fosters it's a novelty and oh, yeah. um you know the bottle's so cool too yeah the little tiny head like the big old fat yeah. body, like it, like, <laughs> like there's no good spot to grip it. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> unless you have like shack hands, so you like fit the whole palm, the whole thing. But yeah, there's no good spot to grip it. And uh, I don't know, it's cool. I like it. This is this is a solid. It's like a two point two. 
Like I, I damn. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna drink it over and over again. But I, I think it's better than just a two. I really do. I like it. It's good. It's solid. Okay. So if if uh, anybody out there listening doesn't know, we have our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect perfect beer, two is a good beer. You're gonna continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So you gave yours a two point two out of three. It's not bad. I, I'd probably give it the same two point two five. You know, bump it up a little bit. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah, it is. I I I like the familiar. Um. So my 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 Deschutes Hayes Tron IPA. This is um this is a very unique beer. Every stage of this of drinking it has a different taste. Like it, it at first it's just like almost like a normal IPA, then it, there's like this lavender taste or something, and normally that would be gross, but it works and then it rounds out with like a citrusy flavor. I, it's, it's really weird. All these different tastes you get. I don't know. It's cool. It's good. It pours out uh, like, like dirty sewage water. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, I guess. But, um, but flavor wise, this is, this is solid. This is, I mean, once again, the shoots, they knock it out of the park, knock it out of the park. They do good beer. So they do great beer. So I'm not going to give this a perfect three. But I'll give this a I'll give it a two point I'll give it a two point five. Two point five. I definitely go back to it, but it's not crushable because you know it's eight percent. It's a strong beer. Eight percenter. So, that was my next question. What's the percentages on that bad boy? Yeah, eight percent. It's a Imperial IPA. Hot Easy Imperial damn. IPA. Okay, okay. Good stuff though. Good, good stuff. You got it. What's your what's your backup beers? I I actually bought a a Duchetti's beer today too. I bought their their uh, their fresh squeezed. I bought a Tall Boy Oof. fresh squeezed. That's a good one too. So I mean, I I will either go to the Tall Boy or I'll revert back to uh, Bud Light. I've been on I've been on a I mean I've been on a Michelob kick for for ever since I started working at the pizza place, which has replaced my my Coors Light with limes. Um, but now I'm on Bud Lights, <laughs> and 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 now like if I had to rank them, it'd be Michelob, Bud Light, Coors Light, and then Miller Light. Yeah, Miller Lite's always been the worst. I just think it's trash. It's just not good. That's not trash. It's, it's trash. Just, uh, it's trash. Just say it you, with your mouth. Open your mouth. I feel mouth like you, say, you hey, have Miller Lite at your house whenever I'm over there. Maybe, no. No, I take it back. You only have Coors Light and Bud Light whenever I go over there. Yeah, we have Coors Light, Bud Light, and then now we're, we're fucking full into Michelob season here. But yeah. my neighbor has, has Miller Lite all the time, so I just I, I mooch off of him and, and drink all his. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So let's move on to our vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we've listened to. Okay. Like I said, that leads into the songs of the week. So what do you got? What, what did you listen to this week, Jeff? Go. I will, uh, I'll skip Raul's review and we'll do a different day. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So yes. What, what did I Raul got? say? No, no, no. Oh, what, what I, thought, Raul say? I, thought you, Raul say? I thought we're moving on to the next segment. Can we go, can we go backwards? We can do whatever, whatever you want. This is your pod. Well, it's your pod. That's fine. So, so here's what Raul said. He gave it a 2.8 out of 5, which I'm not crazy about, but uh, I digress. He he gave the smell higher than than like the the taste, so that's that's cool. <laughs> Weird. Um, he says, kind of like my seventh grade girlfriend. It does does the trick, and you are content at the time being, but then years pass, girls pass, and you find out that there is bigger and brighter world out there, a la craft beer and babes that don't wear Jack Purcells. Be well, my children. <laughs> <laughs> He has a way with words, man. I, I always thought, too, and I had a pair, so I'm, I'm in the same boat here, but I always thought people that bought Jack Purcells were just kind of like... What are Jack Purcells? I, I always thought that they were just bootleg Converse. 
Oh, I know what you're talking about. Because they had the yeah, little yeah. line in the front, right? That little yep. little schmear thing, whatever it is. I don't know anything about Jack Purcell himself or the shoe, if there's any relation to Converse. But I always thought they were just kind of like the bootleg Converse. Yeah, they were. Oh, totally, the bootleg Converse. But um, Converse... I remember a lot of Atwood kids wearing wearing them. I, I Again, I wore them, too. I, I bought a pair. I know a friend of the pod, John, had a pair. But I felt like Converse were always too skinny. Like they they tight they're they're too tight in your feet. Yeah. They don't they don't widen up at, at all. So they look kind of I don't know look too narrow. Never liked them. I get that. I get that. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 <laughs> that's 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 it. When did he when did he review that? Oh, I gotta go back to the fucking page. That was oh, well, uh, December eighth of two thousand eighteen. Okay, a few years old. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So we good with the beer? That that's it. Okay, so let's get into the vinyl stuff. What do you got this week? Go. Uh, the first thing is Thirteen, the Black Sabbath, the Black Sabbath's album Thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Their nineteenth album, but it's from two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So that's cool, I guess. Thirteenth um, album with Ozzy. Yeah. There no, you go. no, wait. Yeah, is 13th it? Al- wait. No, it's not the th- wait. It's not the thirteenth album. Why is it called Thirteen? I don't it was, remember. It was released in two thousand thirteen. Was that what it was? Okay. Yeah. What was your 13th album? I feel like that was a missed opportunity. It had to have been a Dio record. Yeah, but Dio's fucking lame, so let's see. Yeah, Dio's... Yeah, I don't like Dio. 10, 11, 12, 13. Their 13th album is The Eternal Idol. I, was that even a Dio one? That, I, it might have been Gillian. This was... Tony Martin. Oh, okay, the Tony Martin era. <laughs> oh, stupid. stupid. <laughs> so even dumb. worse. The Tony Martin era was the worst. Yeah, so I, I got this album thirteen um, at your request, at your at your uh, not not even the, the recommendation. It was it was more like a, a, a demand. And yeah, it's a great record. And uh, yeah, it really is. It so like the song I chose is is the first song on the album, and it really it really nails home like everything that I do like about Sabbath, and it puts it all into one. So um, it's like eight minutes long. And it has it has everything. It has that slow. It has that chugging. It kind of has that mm-hmm. that doom feel to it. Speeds up a little bit. Ozzy's wailing. Everybody's just just kind of having at it, like their old form, like they were back in like the seventies. And it's 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 good. And this whole album's really yeah. good. It's it's like really really good. No, I totally agree with you. This is the only time they ever worked with Rick Rubin, and Rick wanted to make wanted to have them kind of transport back to the first record the first black sabbath record and just kind of make something and not vain and and i i feel like they absolutely nailed it i mean production wise it doesn't sound like the first record but you know it's fucking 45 40 years later so it's not going to sound the same but um the yeah, opening no, I, I think i think the end is is awesome and brad wilk played drums on this one from rage against the machine because bill ward bowed out of the reunion because of contractual disputes but I, I thought Brad Wilk did a good job. He did a great job because Bill Ward's yeah, exactly. Stuff. He he played in the style of Bill Ward, but didn't yeah. didn't flash it up. Didn't Travis Barker his own parts. Didn't didn't do yep. things to where it would take away from everybody else and just not match. Like, that shit just wouldn't match with this music. Yeah, was kind of totally cool right. that the opening like like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath from Black Sabbath, and then this the end. Like they kind of start the same way. They're kind of the same song. Mm-hmm. They're 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 approaching the same thing. It's just it's it's unbelievable how how like every Sabbath album from the Aussie era, like you're right, everything is just at least at minimum good. Yeah, 
I, I think the 13 record, I think it's better than a few of the, the 70s Aussies, Aussie records. I do too. And I, I, I'm, I'm excited to rank the Aussie albums at some point in time because 13 yeah. is definitely better. And I say definitely, not because the other ones are bad, but it's, it's for sure better than two Sabbath records. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I would say I'd say three. I'd have to go re-listen to them all consecutively, but I would say better than three of their, <laughs> their 70s fucking, records. It's, it is crazy. Then you get a band like like who I love to death, but like the Beach Boys, right? Their first, yeah. their first, uh, they released fucking like three albums in 1965. Everything sounds exactly <laughs> the same. And you get tired, I get tired of it. I really do. But like Sabbath, <laughs> a lot of their shit sounds exactly the same, but you don't get tired of it. No, never. It it's always exciting. It doesn't lose its its, its edge. It's unreal. You're right. Yeah. Ooh, I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you you actually listened to me. I yeah, really do. And it wasn't that it wasn't that expensive. I think it was like twenty five bucks, twenty seven dollars at Nichols. Yeah, yeah that's that was not bad. I, I think that's how much I paid for mine back in the day. Yeah, good stuff. So, what else you got? I uh, the next one I have here is Iron Maiden, and yeah. uh, I chose their song "Run to the Hills." This is another song that that we kind of jammed to, and I just dude, like I just. I hear so much Iron Maiden now, and it's because we jam to it like every <laughs> fucking Friday. And I'm not even mad because it's they're a killer band. And and this album I got at the record show, not this last one, but the one before it. And it's uh, it's from Number of the Beast. This was 1982, and I have an, an 82 pressing, but it's from it's from Japan or Germany. I can't remember which one, but from Japan or Germany. I I, I paid a mint for it, paid up. But it's in Did like, you get it from De- from Desi? No, I got it from um, I don't even know who the fuck this guy was. I've never seen this guy before. But he had just a bunch of like OG stuff for 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 money. But they're all overseas stuff, so I I, I splurged. I think it's paid like sixty for this. Oh damn! Yeah. Fuck, that's a lot for a maiden. But it's like dude, we're talking. It's in like near mint. There's there's no static. There's no blemishes. It's in fucking like immaculate condition, and it sounds fantastic. And uh, yeah. Run to the Hills. Like I said, that's 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 the one I chose. It's a fun song. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cheesy too, but it's super I love cheesy. The song. But um it's it's fun <laughs> to play. It's fun to play. <laughs> just that, that guitar lick. It's it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Whenever I hear him just say, What man come I just I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it just like, it just sounds so silly. <laughs> and just that, that that galloping oh it's so good it's yeah. so damn good it's a good song it's a good album i mean iron maiden too similar to like sabbath of this of this era i have i have i think i've ever made an album up until power slave like their their fifth or sixth album and they're That's all just crazy. like there's no there's no stinkers there's nothing bad everything is at least good mm-hmm. yeah yeah i get that it's fucking nuts <laughs> And I, I could be biased because we play these songs a lot and I can kind of like get into them more than I would on my own. But I don't know. They're good. It's good stuff. I get it. Yeah. All right. So what else you got? Uh, the next thing is Death Cab. Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, Transatlanticism. And I got this one from the record store I work at, Rock This Town Records. This is a, an earlier pressing. They, I think they just they just pressed it because I, I see it at the, at the record store again for like $28 or something like that. So, eh, I might have waited, but I like I like the used <laughs> stuff. I think I paid like fifty bucks for this one. Damn, dude, you got did you got to do it sometimes? It's a good record, but not fi- not fifty dollars good. No, it's it's Jeez. definitely fifty dollars good. That's I mean that's that's a that's a fact. I don't know anything about it. Okay, <laughs> words words. 
This is their <laughs> this is their fourth album. This was 2003, and uh, dude, when this dropped when we were in high school, it was just like oh, I hated it. Oh my god, this was this was unfucking real. Because we had this one, and then the same year, right? The same year, we also got the Postal uh, Service. Postal Service. So, which I, I slept on for a couple of years too. I hated that record. Oh when it my came god, out. dude! Like 2003 was been the, the year of the Gibbs is what it should be known as. Yeah. The year of the Gibbs. <laughs> and I, I I fucking love this album. I think this album is unbelievably fantastic. I think it's so deep. It's so complex. It's it's got like Radiohead sort of complexity to it. It's just not as aggressive in the electronic stuff. But there's a lot of electronic stuff here. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. my 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 favorite Death Cab for Kitty song is "We Look Like Giants," and that's that's like the first song that I really got into. Right, because the sound of sailing was the yeah. first song we all like. I heard by Death Cab. I, I didn't. Uh, the sound of settling. No, that wasn't the first one I heard. That's the first. That's the first Death Cab song that I heard. Bum, bum, okay. bum, bum, which is a banger of a song too. <laughs> that was good. What do you think about "We Look Like Giants"? You like this song? Yeah, it was a great song. I I, th- I think Transatlanticism is a really good album. I don't I don't have it, but I mean I'd pay I'd pay like twenty twenty five bucks for it. That's not you never get it. It's double disc, double LP. Who cares if it's a double LP? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. And I don't fuck. I'll pay a nickel for it. The fuck out of here! <laughs> would you not pay a nickel for it? Fucking out of here! No, I wouldn't. I'd pay thir- I I would say no. I, I will give you forty dollars for this. That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I would say. No, I, I would pay. I would, most I would pay would be twenty five. If, if you saw if you saw you sitting like at nickels and it was like twenty eight dollars. Yeah, I might pick it up. Would you pay? pay Just because it's something. You, would you what? pay it up for thirty, knowing he'll give you a couple dollars off? Uh, it'd be, that would have to be a game time decision. Oh, okay, okay, we're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> but don't don't push it. Don't push it, buddy. <laughs> All right. I, um, so yeah, I I, I love it. I, I I love I love Ben Gibbard's vocals, but I love his vocals the most when he's when he's layering in a lot of like eclectic slides in his guitar or in the pulsar service, a lot of just kind of like ambient noises to where his vocals blend into the music and you kind of don't yeah. know where one stops and the other one begins. And it's just sort of like one fluid thing. I like that. Damn, dude. I love, I love the postal service. I love that record. It's a good record. It's a, it's a perfect <laughs> it's so record. Fucking it's, good. It's, I might it's, listen uh, to it after we pod today. You know, like, like if I were to make a list of, of five records that legit get me emotional, that's one of them. Like like uh, begin to hope that one Regina. Spectre. Yeah, emotional. Postal service, yeah. emotional. Even like Pinkerton, emotional. Plus forty four, I'm sure too. Yeah. Different sort of emotion, but definitely emotional. Yeah. So Ooh, good stuff, man. It's great stuff. <laughs> right? It's fantastic. Okay. So Yes that, it is. That leads me to <laughs> that leads me to my last my last pick here. My last pick. Yeah, up I here. can't believe you bought this on vinyl. Oh my god. This band is so amazing. So I, so this is the they might be this is the they might be giants. That sounds weird. This is the they might be giants. The the Yeah, that sounds weird. The huh? band They Might Be Giants. This is their album Flood. This is their third album. Arguably the, their biggest album. It it for sure has their biggest like hits on it. Istanbul, Birdhouse in Your Soul, Particle Man. Like these are all absolute fucking bangers. And I I learned about this band through Tiny Tune Adventures, like they they played Weird. they played uh, they might be giant songs, and then like camp we always played they might be giant songs at camp because they're very kid friendly. A lot of songs, mm-hmm. a lot of the albums they do were tailored to kids. They have an album called No, which is very very much tailored like to kids. One song's about like cro- looking both ways before you cross the street and things like that. But 
I think this is just this is just fantastic early '90s alt rock. Perfect. I love it. And I try to choose a song that is just so stupid, so dumb, so silly. <laughs> this but, one is so dumb. But I hope I hope you laughed. I hope you giggled, and I hope you I smiled, did. especially at the last part. What it's think? just so silly. It's just so fucking silly. <laughs> but it, it's all their songs, though. It really is. And I didn't I didn't really hear of this band until until you. And it was like sometime in high school, and you played uh, Istanbul, and that was the first time I had ever heard them. I I mean that song is great. But, oh, it's so uh, good. Yeah, this one this one's so silly. It's so dumb. That was that was that was a song I saw. That 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 one featured uh the was Daffy, Daffy Duck's little kid, the, the the small Daffy Duck. Oh, um oh I don't remember. Plucky, but Plucky Duck, who, Plucky Duck. Was it Plucky? Yeah, okay. Plucky Duck. That was a song that this this uh, or that character was featured in the song. All right, so here's a little bit of uh whistling in the dark from they might be giants. Came up to me and said, I'd like to poison your mind with wrong ideas that appeal to you, though I am not unkind. She looked at me, I looked at something written across her scalp. And these are the words that it faintly said as I tried to call for help. There's only one thing that I know how to do well, and I've often been told that you only can do what you know how to do well, and that's be you. Be what you're like, be like yourself. And so I'm having a wonderful time, but I'd rather be whistling in the dark, 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 whistling in the dark. There's only one thing that I like, and that is whistling in the dark. A man came up to me and said, I'd like to change your mind. The rock, he said, though I am not unkind. We laughed at his little joke, and then I happily walked away. And hit my head on the wall of the jail where the two of us live today. There's only one thing that I know how to do well, and I've often been told that you only can do what you know how to do well, and that's be you. Be what you're like, be like yourself. And so I'm having a wonderful time, but I'd rather be whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark. Whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark, whistling in the dark. There's only one thing that I like, and that is whistling in the dark. There's only one thing that I know how to do well, and I've often been told that you only can do what you know how to do well, and that's for you. Be what you're like, be like yourself. There it is, whistling in the dark from (laughs) They Might Be Giants. It's a catchy song, and it's so fun. It's such a fun song. I have this, nothing bad to say about it. This is the album that I want to do by them. I, I this album through and through. It's it's only like I mean it really is only like forty minutes, and there's like what almost thirty songs on here because everything's like a minute and a half, many? two minutes. Jesus, and it's just I mean it'd be fun. It'd oh, be it's fun so good. It. These guys are so amazing, and, and a lot of people know them too because they did the theme song for Malcolm in the Middle. The the you're not the really? boss of me. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um. Shit. Yeah, they they got a, something new every day. They got a fuck ton of albums. They got like twenty albums, twenty plus albums. I could see that. I mean, if 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 they're like appealing to kids, it's, I think it's not easy to write kids music, but it's it's just you you can create a lot by doing so little. I think they have that makes sense. Like five or six albums just for kids. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's worked out for them. Good for them. It's fun music. It's probably made them a shit ton of money. And I don't know why, dude, but like one time, so like my my favorite song by them is a song called No, 
and it's just it's it's a kid song it's so fucking catchy it's so catchy but it's it's silly but it came out in like the mid 2000s or not probably like early 2000s and i remember them playing at the house of blues anaheim when it came out and they were playing that that album in its entirety plus all like the hits from they might be giants and i don't know why i didn't go because i had every intention of going and i really wanted to go and i think people from camp wanted to go and so i had people to go with and i didn't go and i've never seen them live and i i fully regret that decision yeah that sucks i wonder why you didn't that's so i don't know was that was that a time when you and i were going to a lot of shows together yeah it was maybe we were in high school we were like sophomores then Maybe oh, no, know. that was that was before we kind of started going to a lot of shows yeah. together. Maybe it was just too cool for school or something. But probably thought, oh, I'll see them, you know, next time they come around. Yeah, That's probably what it was. Yeah, we've all done that. I love this band Even so now. much, though. It's just two guys. It's really just two guys that do like most everything besides maybe some drums here and there. But yeah, it's just two guys that do like keyboards, uh, bass, guitar, vocals. One guy plays an accordion. Huh, that's even more impressive. I, I did I didn't know that. Oh, this band's so good. They're really good. All right, then we got any. You got anything else on the vinyls or or this band? Uh, that's it. That's all. Okay, so some vinyl stuffs I picked up this week or have listened to this week at least. Uh, we'll start with a band called Orchestra Gold. I found this at a record store in Vista, California, the fine city of Vista, California. Never heard of it until last week. I've had it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to Oceanside. If any if anybody's wondering, but um. Yeah, so this record store is a really cool record store in, in like down in downtown. It's like a really small, small town kind of thing, and it was a really cool little downtown area, and um, a cool record store. They had a lot of a lot of good stuff. A lot of they had an eclectic mix of stuff. Um, this one actually, you picked out. You really wanted this one, so I got it. I played it. I like it, but I'm not gonna keep it. Oof. So it's your co- it's your copy. Oof. But I just wanted to kind of scare you to think that I was going to keep this one. I was very scared because this song was so damn good. This is exactly good, what I yeah. thought it was going to sound like. And if the entire album sounds anything like this, I'm fucking stoked. The entire album sounds like this. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. This it's a good album, but I don't think I'm going to, I would ever listen to it any more than just that one time. I, the vocals, I just could not get into. But uh, but yeah, no, the, I'm sure Jeff will talk about it more once uh, once he gets the record. In a bit. Uh, so, so let's move on. So another record that I got this week is from a band, a controversial band, especially since the singer got in some trouble a couple of years ago during the Me Too movement. Um, but this album is from a band called Mindless Self-Indulgence, who we did on the podcast not that long ago. And uh, the record is called You'll, You'll Rebel to Anything. And uh, I like this record. I've always liked this record. I like this band. I think Jimmy Year and the singer is a piece of shit. If, if everything that was said is true then he's an absolute piece of shit. But, um, but yeah, th- this record, so much nostalgia with this one. I, I've listened to this record at least a hundred times over the years. I, I really, really like this. And it finally got repressed, uh, about a month and ago, month ago, two months ago, something like that. And so, yeah, I got it. It sounds great. It plays at 45. It's a double LP. Uh, it's a deluxe version. So it has like, um, a bunch of bonus tracks on it as well. It's well packaged. It's a good, it's just, it's a good quality record. And I got it for like 25 bucks. That's like literally really everything you bad. could possibly want from, from like a record, right? 45 <laughs> bonus tracks, well packaged, double disc. Yeah. Solid. Oh, and it's, and it's color and it's colored too. Colored and it's so $25. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Cause it's like a, it's, it's a translucent, but it's like very, very dark cloudy gray. So you could barely see through it unless you hold it up to a light. 
and it's just it's really it was a really it's a well packaged record so yeah outside of the controversy with the band i still think this is a great record and you you probably hated this i know you hated this song because you hated doing this band that week i didn't hate doing it i just a lot of this stuff sounds the same and it's all fun it's all fine but like yeah i would never listen to it again but this song was good i enjoyed it i enjoyed myself i enjoyed my time yeah, I, I made Jeff listen to the song 1989. That's my favorite song off the record, right now at least. I'll tell you this much right so, now. This band is better than fucking Frankenstein Murder Queens from Planet 47. Uh, fuck dude, you, like. you can't do that. You can't I'll tell you do that. that much right now. You can't I can't say that. About it. Words. There's a lot of them right there. Um, All right, so uh, next thing, I got the new Mars Volta record. I got it on Friday. Or no, I got it, no, I got it on Saturday. This past Saturday, it was released on Friday. And I waited to listen to this. Wait to listen to it on vinyl. Glad I did. It was fantastic. Uh, I think we even talked about it last week on the podcast, so I won't really go over it all again. But it's a very different experience hearing it over speakers than hearing it in a car, than hearing it, especially in earbuds. To me, earbuds or headphones, whatever, that is the ideal way to listen to this record. Did you have you listened to it yet with earbuds? No, I forgot until just now. Well, well I, it, I might just it, buy it's a it solid record. Play it obnoxiously loud and see how that goes. <laughs> it's not an expensive record. You can get it off Amazon for like twenty four bucks, yeah, no, or cheap. you can go to Clouds Hill and buy it for like forty five dollars. Fuck that guy. So that's up to you guys. But um, yeah, the, the Mars Volta, the Mars Volt, the Mars Volta, the Mars, wait, the Mars Volta is the Mars Volta. That's what it is. That's the name of the record. It's a pop record for them, at least. I really like it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll talk about it more in depth probably in the next month or two when we do it on the pod. Ooh. But anyway, let's move on. My final pick, my pick of the week comes from a band called Death. Now, this band is not the metal band that I'm sure a lot of people know of. This band is from Detroit. They were a band from like between 1973 and 1976 or 1977. Uh, all African-American guys. This is, this is the original to me. This is like the original hardcore punk. They did what MC5 were doing and just did it so much better than they did. They were doing shit that Black Flag didn't do for another couple years. This band is completely forgotten, and it sucks because they are, they are so goddamn good. Uh, this record is called For the Whole World to See. It was actually, it's a re-release of a bunch of um, demos and songs from the from 1975, and it was released by their, the sons of the members of the band in 2009. Um, so it's, it's more of a comp than anything, but fuck, dude, these songs are so good. Did you listen to the entire thing? I did. I, I started it from the beginning when you told me and then waited for your song to pick up and, and right off the bat, like that first song, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of surf. There's a lot of surf in that first yeah. song. There's, there's a lot of like surf and then, and then what would eventually become like surf punk music that we love like so much. And I, I, I that's, that's crazy. How, how did you find out about these guys again? Uh, I was I was on TikTok a few months back, and there's this one page that I that I come across every once in a while, and the guy kind of talks about kind of not obscure music history facts, but just kind of weird things. And this one came up on his channel, and I I watched the the three minute video or whatever, and I was like, I've never heard of these guys. This is insane. Nice. So I looked them up, and I just I loved it. It's yeah. and it sucks because they got no recognition. Back in the mid seventies, like everybody wrote them off, probably because of the the color of their skin. For sure, more likely than not. But dude, these guys these guys were doing everything better than all the bands prior, or really MC Five and Grand Funk. 
and a lot of the bands after like i said black flag they were doing the, they were doing this shit before black flag was doing it yeah they, there's some ramones kind of stuff on this on this album too and this album came out a year or two before the first ramones record i just i don't understand why this band is not has never ever blown up this record this is so good it's unbelievable I I, uh, I, but, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a combination of, of a lot of things. One is is the music itself. I mean, the seventies, the early to mid seventies were not was not a conducive time to to exploration of aggressive, kind of like lower class music. Like the punk community is kind of seen as like lower class music, kind of just like inherently yeah. what it is that DIY ethic, and and for sure the fact that it's three black guys doing it. Because when we saw three white guys dealing with MC5, like, yeah, they didn't get a lot of recognition, but they got a fuck ton more than Death did. Yeah, and no, like, you're totally right. Like, you're objectively, totally right. Death is a better band than MC5. And what's crazy about this band, so they got, like, no recognition back in the 70s. Um, and it, so it was three brothers who were, who started this band and recorded in this band and everything. And then, so they never got anything, so they broke up. They got normal jobs. They lived their life. They had families. And then it was one of the like two of the guy two of the brothers had died over the last had died, and then I think it was maybe two thousand seven or two thousand eight. One of their sons had found out that their dad their dad and uncles used to make music in the seventies, so he found some of the records like in an attic or a garage or whatever, and he listened to it. And he's like, "What the hell?" Like he was blown away. He never knew that his dad had ever made music like this, and just fell in love with it. And then he that's that's when all this stuff started to get released or like officially released was when the son found out about it. Cause like the, 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 the dad and brothers just kind of just wrote it off as nothing because it, it was nothing at the time. So I, I, th- I just, it's the whole story behind it is so interesting. And I, I really want to do this on the podcast. I think it would be make for a really good episode. It's, it's crazy but. how many bands that we, that we, that we come to really love and respect from the Detroit area. Yeah, seriously. Grand Grand Funk. I never would have thought I would have Me liked neither, that band. Dude. Like, what the fuck? This is a joke band from The Simpsons. This is a, the butt of a yeah. joke. I cannot believe and, that. And MC Five. Yeah, they, they're all, they've. I've always liked them, but yeah, this band Death. Man, they were. Uh, There's something else. They're really. They're fucking great. So I'm gonna play a little bit of the song called "Rock and Roll Victim" from the band Death. You're a rock 
There you go. The band is called Death. The song is called Rock and Roll Victim. Check them out. They're fucking awesome. Their music is amazing. So go go listen and, and buy the records. Buy do just do whatever. They're fantastic. <laughs> I, I really I just I think this band is really something special. I was just so impressed. And when I when I came across this record at the record store last week, I it was one of those moments where I gasped. You know, so I, good. you don't we don't have so many of those good. moments, but this I I did I gasped because I was so excited about finding it. So did they say anything at that at, at the store about no, it? Nothing. No. Nope, nothing. Because I I, yeah. I was watching their Instagram posts and uh, the store looks fucking cool. Like I, I it looks like a store that I would like to go to. Yeah, it's it's nothing like too crazy about it. It's it's a cool store. Because they took a lot of time, like as they were flipping through bins, they were talking about other things. They're they're kind of going over like the oh, yeah. Rolling Stones, like greatest albums or covers of all time. They're kind of making fun of some stuff, and I, I, it just seems like a cool store. I like it. So one one thing about the store that actually is really cool, and I don't know why I just forgot about it, but or I just remembered it just now. But every um, outside of like the dollar bin stuff or like the three dollar bin stuff, anything that has like a, a plastic a plastic sleeve on it has a little card inside of it telling you what the band is, what the name of the album is, and like a sh- like a little short history about the album. Oh, that's so cool. Every, like literally every single record in there. So when I went to go check out, the, he took takes the little card out and puts like in a pile to the side. So they like reuse these cards whenever they get the records back in. But no, almost I swear like almost every record in there has uh, has a little has a little like um was it like a 3 by 6 uh index card? Yeah, three by five. That's fine. Or three by five. What you know what I meant? Well, three by five, and yeah, with with a little history of the album. See, that shows so you that, like, that was really like, cool. This is this is a record store owned by people that love just music. And and there are record yeah. stores that it just seems like they don't really love music. They 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 like the idea, but this is a place that that they clearly love music. They want to be here, and they're having fun doing it. Yeah, it seems like it. Respect. Yeah, really cool record store. Like I said, they're called uh, Standard, the Standard, or just Standard Record Store. Such a like a basic name too. Such a standard in, uh, name. <laughs> in the city of Vista, California. So, there you go. Check them out if you're ever in the area. If you're in the North San Diego area, check it out. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's move on to some new songs, new albums that have come out this week. Uh, the first thing is Weezer. They put out their the third part of their four-part series of The Seasons. This is Autumn. It just came out. And did you listen to this? Yeah. Of course I listened to it. It was boring, right? Oh. Oh. I didn't like it. Easy. That was boring. Easy. Okay, so first of all, these are supposed to be like EPs, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like an hour. It's it's, it's like an hour. It's long, yeah. I think it's yeah, um, 45 minutes, but yeah, but or 40 minutes. But I I like this one. I enjoy this one. This was really? a this was a throwback to like the red era. There's a lot of of those of that type of harm of harmonizing okay. with each other. It, it reminded me of that era. I liked it. I thought it was long. I I thought they could have condensed it down to like 30 40 minutes and I still would have really 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 liked it. But I did enjoy mm-hmm. this. I did enjoy this if if the the winter one if the winter is better than this and they release a box set, I may consider buying the box set just based off of this Oof. and hoping that the winter is fucking fantastic but i really did like this i mean i will say spring and summer they weren't i mean none of them have been bad no none of them have been bad but not enough to want to spend you know 25 30 bucks for each season i thought this was a good a a good 
a good cross of of like red era with like early early Weezer before Blue, just Rivers writing kind of just really melodramatic music with singer songwriter mm-hmm. vibes to it. I thought it was a kind of a combination of both of those, and I really did enjoy this. Okay, I mean maybe maybe I'll give it another 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 listen because you're speak. I didn't think you would speak so highly of it, so. I guess I maybe I missed something. I don't know. I didn't realize it was an hour long until until I was like, dude, this has been going for for a while, huh? And like I, I wasn't <laughs> even mad about it. I wasn't like it was about, about some it. of these Creed records. Oh, oh. yeah, oof, oof, <laughs> long ass records. All right, so uh, the next album that came out this week, uh, the Wonder Years, they put out a new record called "The Hum Goes On Forever," much like the Creed albums. Um, oh. I did not listen to this Wonder Years record. That's fine. I'm not really a huge fan of them. I know you hate them. I don't know why. That's fine though. They're not bad. I just don't really care. I think if you, I think if you, when we do them on the pod, I think you'll your your tune will change a little bit. It might. It might. I mean, I thought I would hate, you know, all the census census fail stuff, but I ended up really loving two of the records. Mm. So it, it shit happens. Shit happens. But yeah. Anyway. Boy, do you have anything on on the on the Wonder Years record? I so I I really like this band. I, I got in this band because of uh, friend of the pod slash ex roommate Kevin loved this band and played them a lot. Yeah. So therefore, I heard them a lot. And and I do think I think Suburbia and the Upsides, like their their second and third albums, I think those are just fucking absolute banger, damn near perfect pop punk albums. More damn. aggressive than than your standard pop punk from like the early two thousands, but still goddamn good. The Hum Goes On Forever, I, I listened to it once. I'm going to do it again mm. because this is a little bit more a little bit more like like pop punk meets emo or, yeah, more more like emo. And I, I wasn't crazy about it. The vocals were right up there in front. Usually I, I like a little bit more, a little bit more like angsty bounciness in my pop punk. But yeah. um, it wasn't it wasn't bad. I I, I was going to pre-order the vinyl. I was going to buy it because it came with a cool little 7-inch. And their shit always sells out, too, on the vinyls. Always fucking sells out. Weird. They're they're massive, dude. People love them. Okay, I mean, yeah. And they put on that, that Halloween show every year where they dress up as a band and then perform. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool, man. This band is they so cool. They did Limp Bizkit like four or five years ago? They did Limp Bizkit. They did Queen. They did Blink. They, they've, they've, done, they've done so much. Yeah, that's pretty rad. That's they're actually amazing. really cool. Yeah. But uh, right. I wasn't crazy about it, so you didn't miss nothing much yet. We'll get into it when we do uh, another one of their albums on the pod. So, all right, moving on to some new songs. Do you want to play any of these? No. Okay, that's fine. We don't need to but play two. Them. But two of them were good. All right, we'll we'll get into that. So the first, they were great. Is that so what you said? They were good to great. Wow. I hope one of them is this one. But Smashing Pumpkins. Not. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> no, it's not. This song was fine. There's nothing wrong with this song. It was uh, fine. I hate you so much. All right, yeah. Smashing Pumpkins released a new song called Beguiled. This is coming off of their new album called Autumn. Uh, it's a 33 song rock opera. It's a big <sighs> thing. It's a it's a huge endeavor, and they're releasing in they're releasing it in three different parts. The first part comes out November 15th. The first record comes out November 15th. Second record comes out January 31st, and the third comes out April 23rd. And uh, yeah, this record, Beguiled, I mean, this song Beguiled is actually off of the second record coming out in January. So it's kind of weird that they put this one out as a single first, but whatever. So that's cool. I'm excited for the new Smashing Pumpkins record because I just like Billy Corgan. I think he's an amazing songwriter, and I don't care what anyone says. Okay. 
But uh, oh, also real quick, Billy Corgan released a podcast last week, uh, put out the first two episodes of the podcast. It's called 33, where he the first like half of the episode, he breaks down a different song from the new record and then he plays the song. So he's going in order. So he so the podcast has already played the first two songs off of the new record, which is pretty it's a cool idea. And he talks about like how it's made and the whole overarching story. Cause it's like a huge, cause it's, it's, it's the whole huge theatrical story thing. And then the second part of the episode, he talks about like a, like an old Smashing Pumpkin song and he kind of breaks it down and how it was written and everything like that, which is a really cool thing. I like that. I think that's cool. I, I would listen to that. I don't yeah. like the, the breaking down the old song. I don't care about that, but I like going into the, this new opera. I like long instrumental pieces that, that are cohesive and, and con- conceptually go somewhere. I dig. Yeah. Check it out. It's called Thirty Three, uh, and w- oh, it was cool. I think it was on the second episode. He did the the old song he did was Nineteen Seventy Nine, and I know you hate that song, but he actually got the guy who because he also has like guests on it, and he had the guy who uh, who was there in the studio recording Melancholy with him, like the engineer or something like that. And they talked about the making of that song in particular, and it was cool. It's a really cool podcast. I was I was very very skeptical about it. And I was had very low expectations, but it, it ended up being a lot more interesting than I was expecting. So well, like an hour, check it out. Not bad. Yeah, they, they're not they're not terribly long episodes, and it's not just Billy Corgan. There's there's a, two other guys there that kind of fill in where Corgan doesn't really talk. So that's nice. So it's not just Billy Corgan speaking. <laughs> but but no, it, I, I I actually would re- really recommend the podcast, and I was very skeptical. So get into that. Uh, the next song. Red Hot Chili Peppers. They put out a new song called Eddie. This is coming off of their new record. Comes out, I think, sometime next month. And uh, it's supposed to, it's like very throwback old school. Um, what do you think of this one? I like this song. I thought it was solid. I thought, I thought Flea's yeah, bass okay. playing was pretty fucking rad. I thought Keith is his, his, his melody that he had here. I thought that was super catchy. Right after like the first time that he did the melody, I was already singing along. One part that I thought was kind of, was okay was the solo. I thought the solo was just mashed in there. I, I didn't think it yeah. it, it, it flowed well until the end of it. Then when, when Keita started singing over, I thought that was fine. But otherwise, it was good. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. I, I feel like both of these records, Unlimited Love and then this new one, I can't even think of the name of it. It's so, it's so weird. But I feel like Kiedis, I mean, not Kiedis, uh, for Shantae is really kind of taking a step back. Like the two songs we've heard off this new record, he's not super in the forefront like other p- chili peppers songs which is cool it's fine yeah. if the song is great it do, it doesn't matter but i just thought it was interesting that they he's do, they do two records like that both stylistically very different but just a lot less guitar than i was expecting i did i i, I did really enjoy this actually i shouldn't say dislike I, I really enjoyed this it's a good one i mean i i mean i will wait until it, the album comes out and i listen to it on spotify but i might buy this one on 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 the vinyls too and I cannot believe how many Red Hot Chili Peppers records I have on vinyl. It's stupid. It makes no <laughs> sense. It's so stupid. So but um, uh, anyway, so the next song, Megadeth. They put out a new record. Uh, and I, I put this song on here because it's just such a weird choice for a cover. They did a cover of the Dead Kennedy song, Police Truck. For anybody out there, this was kind of made. Fa- this song was made famous because it was on the Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the first game, the soundtrack for that. Um I thought this was a stupid cover. It was so oh, pointless. What are you talking about? So I didn't first like of all, this at all. First of all, first of all, we listen, Linda. If if even if we do like the song, which I fucking love this shit, but really? this this album came out like a couple weeks ago. So slept on this one. Yeah. 
wrote off Megadeth. I shouldn't have. I think this cover is fucking fantastic. I think this is so goddamn good. They must seem super annoying, but they took a they, they took a song that it's it's hard to do because there's a lot of there's a lot of weird quirky parts to it. Not even to mention like the vocal parts, but they did a yeah. really good like aggressive like metal thing to it, and I like it. Yeah. I think it's amazing. I think this is fantastic. That's, this is it's fine. This it's is okay. the best. This is the best Megadeth song that I've ever heard. Wow, that is that is a bold statement. A lot of people would fight you on that. Yeah, they're all fucking idiots. <laughs> God damn, this is this was I a. Thought you were gonna shit all over this. No, this was. I so honestly good. thought you were gonna shit over all four of these. I songs. even texted so all my neighbors. I was like, dude, we we shit all over Dave Mustaine all the fucking time. But listen to this. This is a fucking banger. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm so fucking surprised. Play this to that shit, bro. Ah, oh boy. All right, so let's move on to a song I know you hated. Uh, because I, I agree, it's not a very good song. It comes from the band Thrice. They put out a new song called Open Your Eyes and Dream. Seems to be a B-side from their last record, Horizons East. And uh, yeah, the song is just boring. It's stupid. It's pointless. I don't care about it. But I fucking love Thrice still. I still do. I'm going to pre-order fucking another album by them. Probably get two copies, like A5 bodies. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Have you, seen, have you seen the videos that have come out of them playing Illusion of Safety in its entirety? No. Wow, dude. It is unreal. Is it good? It's fucking amazing. They oh, sound okay. so good. I it just... they. It's like they never skipped a beat playing these songs, but they just like... They're heavier. They're they're more well rounded sounding than the because re- the record is kind of like tinny and thin. But watching them, watching or hearing them play these songs live, all of the songs consecutively, consecutively, it was really really cool. I mean, it was they sounded fantastic. I was very very surprised. But yeah, I don't know. Thrice, I love the I love them, but some of the records and songs just fucking suck. So let's move on to, uh, so that, that's it for new music. Uh, let's move on to something a little bit depressing, but, you know, Pharaoh Sanders, famous jazz musician, saxophonist, played with Coltrane in the later days, uh, kind of showed Coltrane, you know, the kind of avant-garde uh, jazz styling and uh, kind of, it really changed Coltrane's style a lot. But Pharaoh Sanders died 81 years old. And uh, yeah, it's a big name to big name to lose, even though, People outside of jazz probably have no idea who the fuck he is. I mean, I've, I've to be fair, like I never heard of this guy until one day at at the record store at Desi's, somebody was was trying to play test it, and I was like, "Wow, this is so fucking weird." Those saxophone blowouts, those that yeah, that, that kind of like Middle Eastern, like hey, nah, I don't know how old that he does. I was <laughs> yeah. just, I was through the fucking roof. I could not believe this existed in jazz. And it was just like this free form style of jazz that that was like twenty five minutes long, and I I was I was blown away, and so I bought it, and that's that's really the only reason why I even know about this guy. The, I I had heard about him prior to because really when I first heard him or listened to him was after we started collecting records, but I had heard about him for years because um, the old saxophone flute player from the Mars Volta, Adrian, he used to talk about Pharaoh Sanders a lot, like on his Instagram or whatever. I never really listened to him until we started collecting and I came across a, a Pharaoh Sanders. No, no, no. I, I, I just listened to him on Spotify one day and I just was so blown away. The guy was, was something unique, something special for sure. And I barely even understand jazz yeah. much like you. 
for sure. So, but yeah, no, Ferris Sanders, 81 years old. He, I think he's released over 30 records over his lifetime. And that's not including, I think that's just like his, his records. It doesn't include him as a sideman. So, so cool. Good stuff. So cool. good, good stuff. Yeah. All right. So, uh, going to round it out with some, some happy stuff. Obviously the Mars Volta have reformed and they started their tour and all the videos seem to show that they're fucking killing it. They sound amazing. So I just wanted to throw that out there because the Mars Volta, they're back, baby. They're back. You're not going to throw out any other news about the Mars Volta and their tour and their show? I can. Do you want me to? Uh, what's up to you? I'd, I'd flex um, it. Okay. All right. All right. So a few days ago, the first show was in Dallas, Texas. So I, I reactivated my Facebook after being offline from that for months just to go back into the old Mars Volta group on Facebook that a friend of the pod skip is in as well. And some other friends of mine are in and it's always just fun to just watch people talk about it and watch videos and shit. And so I was just keeping up with how the set was going as in, in real time watching live videos. And some guy in the group posts that he, he, he's getting married like two days after the, the show or something like that. And that he feels bad for buying this extra ticket and trying to sell it for like scalping prices and he'll just give it away for, to anybody for free, like first come, first serve. And I thought he was just trying to, you know, just, you know, try to f- scam people or whatever. So I'm like, ah, I said, but then I thought, you know, I'll, I'll just shoot my shot and be really, really careful with it. So I did. I was the first person. He's like, DM me right now. So I DM'd him and he's like, what's your email address? I'll send you the ticket right now. I'm like, okay, I'm just giving my email address. It's not a big deal. I'm not giving him anything else. And so, yeah, sure as shit, he fucking sent me over a free Mars Volta <laughs> concert ticket. So I'm going to go see them at the Hollywood Palladium on the 21st. So I'm fucking stoked. I called you. I was so excited. I I couldn't believe it. That's that's pretty pretty uh pretty exciting. I had to like verify with you to make sure it wasn't like a scam. Like did I did I do something wrong? I, I everything you did, I would have done the same exact thing. Like for sure. Like I'm not, yeah. I might I'm not opening an email from somebody giving me something for for, for something that seems too good to be true. No way. Yeah, exactly. But no. and the thing was, it it wasn't like so. So what it was is like I because I, you have I have a Live Nation account. I've had it for like fifteen years, you know. So I've had it forever, but I haven't logged in in I, who knows how many years. So I get it. I get an email saying you know somebody's trying to transfer me a ticket. I'm like, okay, this seems legit. It's a legit email. The Live Nation email is legit. I I double checked. I googled googled the the Live Nation email to make sure it was legit, and then I downloaded the app on my phone and then I, I went into like a, a like a proxy server on a different browser on a on a tour browser just to make sure I wasn't being tracked or anything. I, I logged into my Live Nation on that shows that I was being transferred a ticket. I made sure I had no updated like credit card information on the account, which I didn't just in case. And I mean everything and it's in my live the tickets in my Live Nation account. Like it's completely legit. There you go. It's fucking nuts. I I mean I was so I was just so appreciative. I, I couldn't believe he just gave it to me for free. Are you going to bring your record but. just in case you see him outside and you have him sign it? <laughs> no, I will not do that. <laughs> I will not do that. <laughs> so stupid. Okay. Okay. Be that okay. knucklehead walking around. You probably can't even bring a record inside. No, nah, probably not. But yeah. So if anybody else is going to the show, let me know. Meet up. Hang Maybe out. Up. Have a beer. I'll get you a beer. You know, most of our listeners are from Definitely. California, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see yeah. if anybody reaches out. If anybody wants to go or is already going, yeah, hit me up. So uh, yeah, that's all I got. We got okay. anything else for this episode? No, that's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcast or go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcast. Give us five stars. Five stars only. 
Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into Creed and their classic album, Human Clay. So stay tuned for that. And that's it. That's all. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Steve.